Hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to our zero to six figures in your coaching business in six months or less. My name is Alma Curran. I have been coaching since 2016 and here in this channel on this channel, I share with you some of my greatest mistakes that you don't have to make, some of my greatest lessons that I have learned from those mistakes that you get to learn from my mistakes, and some of the biggest breakthroughs that I have experienced and received from some of the biggest names in our industry. So I get to share it all with you so that you don't have to go out there and search for it. You get to come right here and get it all served on a beautiful coaching platter. So if you're not a listener or subscriber yet, please do subscribe so that you can be notified when a new video, a new podcast, or simply a new content goes out. So today I want to share with you one of the greatest challenges that I have seen and experienced firsthand that coaches go through, and this is fear of not knowing enough. Okay. And as coaches, we are here for a reason, right? We're in this industry for a reason. I remember when I stood in the middle of the bedroom crying to my husband, telling him I don't want to go to another meeting discussing things that really don't make any damn difference in the world, in my opinion. What do I want to do? And he said, what, what do you want to do? And I said, well, what can I do? And he said, well, what are you passionate about? So I decided to become a coach and I never looked back Although there have been plenty of times when I could have quit, when I almost threw in the towel and I said, nope, this is it. I got to go back to a real JLB and I had the right support to keep going and I want to be that support for you and I want to help you grow that support circle so that you can continue to do this meaningful and impactful work in the world. So... Fear of not knowing enough. As coaches, we want to know everything because we want to serve our client at the highest level. And we believe that knowing everything that a client may come to the session for is the key. Well, the truth is we don't know what the client is going to bring to the session. The client, if you are coaching on a weekly basis, the client is kind of a new person today compared to who they were last week because a lot of things have happened in their life. And if they are doing and utilizing the resources that you gave them previous week, they are transformed people. So they're kind of new people to you. So I always want to express that, that the people that we leave in a session are not the same people that we meet in the following session. Things have shifted, things have changed. So please always be aware of that. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about the fear, the fear of not knowing enough. And this is an important topic for me from my own experience and I will go into my own experience today deeper probably than ever in any other sessions. And I do plan on sharing more and more as we go on this journey together because I believe it is important for you to know where I come from and why I share these stories and why I share this content. Uh, so it's not just something that I picked up from someone 
and decided to repurpose somebody else's content, right? This is, this is my original experience and, uh, and I share it with you so that you can hopefully feel compelled and, um, and free to share with your clients and with your circle. All right. So this fear is, I remember for me the first time when, as I shared with you, when, when I stood there and told my husband that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to help change the world. I did not want to do what I did before. I did not want to go to meaningless meetings, meaningless to me meetings. And, and he supported me on that journey, but I, I want to help you go back to that moment, that moment when you had that urge, that drive to, to go out there, to, 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 to even consider doing work that is bigger than what you have been doing thus far, right? That maybe there was that thought of, I know I am meant for something bigger. I know that there's no way that I should be doing this. And I know that I can make a great impact on this world. But then there came that immediate counter voice that said, you really? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, what if you fail? What if you mess up? What if you take somebody down a path and they don't want to go there? Uh, no, 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 no. So like this fear starts piling up because you could get rejected, because you could get humiliated, you could get embarrassed. All of that, my friend, all of that is real, right? That, that fear is very real. Nobody can tell us, well, don't be afraid, right? Oh, come on. I know some people, my previous self included, um, terrified of flying, right? And if this, if you're in that boat, please know that you're not alone. But somebody who's terrified of flying, they have heard so many times, Oh, airplanes are the safest uh, means of transportation, right? Sure, they know that, but that fear is very much real. So we can't just tell somebody to stop being afraid or to not be afraid or, or oh, you have nothing to fear, right? That all of that comes from a probably good place, but it doesn't do anything for the person who is experiencing that fear. So first of all, fear is very real. It is our primary emotion. It's our primary emotion. And it's an emotion that was established at a very young age to help us survive. And this is where my sharing comes in that I have never done before. I grew up in an environment where it was not safe to be me. I grew up in an environment where I was bullied um, by classmates, I was mocked by my friend circle, I was physically ab abused within my own family, I was not protected by my own family, um, I was even reminded of how I shouldn't be there, I shouldn't be alive. So. And then other challenges obviously happened because whatever I was bred in and, and morphed into believing uh, set me up for upcoming challenges of 
predators, right? Of some people who were looking for someone like me. But I developed this belief that it was a scary thing to be me, right? I was afraid of being me. So while I had all of these amazing goals and desires in life, that real me could maybe achieve them, but I wasn't allowed to be me. I, and being me was a scary place to go, so there was no way that my goals could come to fruition because nobody else but me could make them happen. I hope that makes sense. And what happens there, what happened in my life, I decided that it was much safer to copy other people, right? So there I was, started to copy my friends. And I developed that habit and then I was copying other people well into my 30s. I was copying my friends at a very young age and then I was copying others and then I would dress like them, I would talk like them, I would do what they're doing because I believed that it was safer to be like someone else because they looked like they were okay, they were safe, they weren't experiencing the things that I had been experiencing. So if I become like them, then I can live like them, right? So I completely disregarded me. And later on in life, I, 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 would hold, I was always entrepreneurial. I was born to be an entrepreneur. A big part of my family was very entrepreneurial and self-made. So I watched them and, and I never wanted to be, to have a job. I never wanted to be the one, like one of the people who has, who works in an office environment or in a, in a, it doesn't have to be an office environment, but just in a group environment. I wanted to be a, an entrepreneur and, and because I had decided that it wasn't safe to be me. It wasn't safe to have my desires. It wasn't safe to have my wishes. It, it wasn't safe to think like me. Um, I decided to, like I said, copy my friends and copy other people. And therefore, I ended up getting jobs and no jobs were ever good. And uh, I, I didn't necessarily excel in jobs. And I just morphed myself into this other person. And... and um, and I never felt comfortable and safe in my own skin. And then I started questioning it. And then I decided to become a coach and I started copying other coaches and it just wasn't authentic. It wasn't real. And, um, and I was failing as a coach, right? I wasn't attracting my ideal clients and I wasn't doing a good job coaching. Up until not that long ago when I decided, you know what, what if I do try to be me, right? What if I do try to become like that, that, that woman that I, that I dreamed up many, many, many years ago, like three decades ago. And, and I didn't even know how to access that because it was so foreign to me. So here I was unhappy with pretending to be something that I'm not and unfamiliar with something that I could be or should be. And I was really stuck in this crossroad of these identities, right? I, I had that true identity crisis. And I share all of this with you because 
wherever you are in your coaching journey, whatever you are doing right now, check in with you. Check in with you because being something that I was not, that I just wasn't, right? Being, I, I was having panic attacks. I was on antidepressants. I, I, I was, I became a zombie. I, I was nothing. And it was simply because I could not express my own needs. I couldn't express my desires. I had created a circle of people around me who were like the people I was copying. So they were not really authentically my kind of people in the first place. So here I was stuck in this environment that I had created that, that I didn't belong in. So slowly, and of course, it took me a long time to figure this out. It's not like I knew this and then I said, oh, why am I not doing it? But it took me a long time now in hindsight, looking back at it, I, I realized how little of me I had brought to the world. And when I started bringing me to the world, my authentic, my messy, my clumsy self, my growth-oriented self, myself that, that really was almost compressing time and, and, uh, and rushing so that I can achieve the goals. It's almost like I'm making up for lost time and stumbling along the way. Then I started getting real clients. I started getting people who, who really want to work with me. So but whatever you're doing on your coaching journey, I'm, I'm, you this episode as uh, almost like a permission slip for you to explore yourself, explore who you are and what you bring to the world. And while you may certainly have role models, for me personally, Tony Robbins was my role model and I had the privilege of working with him and serving his clients. And it, But I'm not Tony Robbins. I, so you certainly have your role models but be careful not to copy them, right? Be careful not, not to try to become like them because then you're just going to turn out to be a washed up ex copy of, of somebody. Like if I started talking like Tony and I started coaching like Tony, I would just be a copy of Tony and people wouldn't really know what to do with me because if they wanted to work with Tony, they would go work with Tony, right? So they would get, buy his content. And so people really don't know what to do with you if you are trying to be someone that you are not. So your coaching niche, your coaching expertise, your knowledge, your experience, your gifts that only you can bring to this world are what attracts your clients, your voice, your accent. I have an accent. I was worried that people will not want to work with me. But it, and I had an, a friend of mine tell me, well, what if your accent is the reason people want to work with you, right? So the, all of the things that you may believe that are holding you back, reframing them as your assets, as your gifts, because truly that is what they are. So whatever fear you may have of stepping out of something and into the authentic you, the real you, please give yourself permission to feel that fear, to sit with it, to embrace it as, as a primary emotion that has kept you safe and then reframe it so that you can own that story. 
right now when I think of all the times that um, <clears throat> that I was called there's a term I can't believe I'm sharing all this uh, on the internet <laughs> but there's a term um, Pisha which is a Bosnian name for like bedwetter that was my nickname in my family and and, and now it still saddens me that there was a version of me, a, a young child, that was humiliated by name-calling. And today, as a mother, I get to stand guard of any potential bully. And I make sure that my child never gets called names that could hurt her along the way and while it still hurts clearly I still find that to be a gift because I am strong enough to have that to own that story so that I can stand up for others so anything that has prevented you from being your real self out of fear of exposing some things about you, I encourage you to reframe them as gifts to change those stories because those stories are might just be the things that change our world. And you are responsible for that. It is not your fault that things, certain things happen to you, but it is your responsibility to change those stories own it and go out there and kill it. So I want to know in the comments what you take from this and what is something that you are going to do? What is something that you are going to bring to this beautiful world of ours? Something that has held you back because of an old story that somebody else dumped on you that isn't even your story and what new story are you going to create so that you can use that as a gift? I can't wait to hear your comments.